Sports all in one place. I'm your host, Lestro, but we got a whole bunch of people on the team, including Marku and the Guru, who you'll hear a bit later. And I know you're thinking, Lestro, aren't you an East Coast guy? Well, yeah, but I live here now. We all do. And this is a great sports town, so we're here to treat it like it. So here's the deal. You can count on us to be homers. We're here to cover the teams, analyze the decisions, and second-guess everybody. But make no mistake, we're rooting for Seattle every time. Unless they're playing the Phillies, of course. So that's it. All your Seattle sports, all in one pod. If it happens in Seattle sports, it comes out in the wash. Like I said, we got a whole team, and uh, and our main guy here is uh, is, is our man, Marku, from uh, at Seattle S Sports. At Seattle S Sports. Marku, how you doing, man? It's good to talk to you. Good, man. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Marku, I, I, before we get started on anything else, we got a big show this week. We're going to talk uh, baseball is back, and the Mariners are on fire in a way uh, no one expected. Uh, but, yeah. you know, are we buying this yet? Uh, then uh, then Russell Wilson, he's made his contract demand known, and he set a deadline for us. So, uh, so we're going to talk to the guru, bring him in a little bit, talk a little, uh, talk a little Seahawks with us. Then we got to look back at Gonzaga lost to Texas Tech. Uh, it looked like this would be the year. Uh, will it ever be the year? And and could next year be the year? Plus, we got Sounders, we got Sea Wolves, uh, we got a college wrap up, we got a, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, so it's going to be a, a good one here, big show. But before we get started, Marku, I just want to I just want to talk for a second. We were off for a couple weeks here. It's a, it's a brand new wash, really. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different. It's an audio only pod here on this one. We had some health issues and some technical difficulties that kept us uh, kept us off for a few weeks. But we're back and we're we're here running uh, with the uh, with the audio pod uh, out there. It's anywhere you can find podcasts. Of course, it's on iTunes, it's on uh, Spotify, it's on Google. Go out and look for the wash. Uh, you got it there. Leave us a rating. Say hello. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, let us know what you think of uh, of the show and what you think of the of, of the co- that content that we're talking about here. Let us know if we're right or wrong. Let us know what you think uh, on these things. So here's what I want to here's what I want to start with though, because like I said, we were out for a couple of weeks, uh, and so. Uh, we're going to get into baseball in just a second, and and my dream of a Phillies a Phillies Mariners World Series still alive, Marku, still alive. It's alive, man. It's alive and well. You know the Mariners are, are right on the path, so we're good. But before we get to that, I want to talk just a little bit about the thing we missed. The big thing we missed, the big giant news, was Ichiro Suzuki announcing his retirement after that two game series over there in Japan. Now, Marku, when you had asked, I had been asked before if I if I thought he would ever make the Hall of Fame, and I said no because I assumed that Ichiro would never retire; that he would uh, uh, <laughs> always be playing baseball somewhere and always be ready to go if a team wanted him. Um, his, I got to tell you, his retirement shocked me a little bit. I was I was unprepared for it. I should have been ready. You know, they get to take extra players over to Japan. He was on a minor league contract. He was playing in front of his home fans in, in the Tokyo Dome, and I, I suppose I should have been ready, but it still caught me a little off guard on this one uh, because, as I've said before, I think Ichiro's the GOAT. I think he is the greatest baseball player of all time. I think he is... One of the best hitters, if not the best hitter of all time. I think his fielding is outstanding. I think he's got a cannon of an arm. We've seen him 
hitch. The guy can do anything, and uh, and I just think that Ichiro Suzuki is the greatest. I think I think if you're talking greatest baseball players of all time, in the discussion is like. Willie Mays, uh, I think Barry Bonds has to be in the discussion. I think he's he's the great. I think he was one of the greatest even before the steroids. And Ichiro Suzuki, and uh, I think that I think that Ichiro's the goat, ten-time uh, All Star, uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, MVP, ten-time Golden Glove, two-time batting title, has the hits record in a season, played out here in Seattle forever. Just a a, a great great guy to watch on the field. Just. Uh, Fantastic player. Uh, I love. I followed him in Miami. I followed him in New York. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki will be missed in the game of baseball. Uh, I had hoped that he would at least come back over and give us in Seattle a chance to honor him the way they did in Japan, which was fantastic. Marku, did you see that uh, that whole thing that they yeah, did for man, Ichiro? They, it, it was a storybook ending for him to to go out the way he did in Japan, man. And I understand completely why he. He did it the way he did and didn't come back to Seattle where the stadium's pretty much half, half full. Uh, that, that, that was a special moment for him to be in front of his home hometown and come back to where he was. I mean, last year he basically retired, and we pretty much knew that he was coming back for the series alone. So uh, it, it, it's tough. Uh, he, he's definitely going to have, have a legacy of being one of the greatest players of all time. But, man, one thing I always think about is Ethereum. I know you're a huge Ethereum fan, but for me, the guy barely made the playoffs in his entire career, so it's like I know baseball is a little different, but man, it's a, it is a, it's, it's sad. I'm happy he went out a winner, uh, you know, with the with the winning against the A's, but but it does make me a little uh, bittersweet when you look at back at each of his career and how, how few times he went to the playoffs. It's true. He spent his whole career out here in Seattle, and this is the uh, the Mariners, of course, are the longest playoff drought in all of sports. When the uh, when right. the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs last season, uh, the Mariners took that dubious title, uh, and Ichiro's career falls smack into that. It's been a, a long time uh, coming for him and a long time out here. Didn't get to play. That, that moment, though, you could really see what he meant yeah. to the fans over there. And you're right. I don't know that... I don't know in in the half-filled T-Mobile Park if it would have been right. quite the same uh, for each other. And he said that, but he actually, he actually, there is a quote somewhere out there he, where he says, you know what, I don't know if I should come back to Safeco. I mean, it, it's not Safeco anymore. It's not really like I'm coming back. So he, he actually did mention that, that T-Mobile Park name name change as as a reason why he was like, I'm just going to end it, hang it up in, in Tokyo. So that, that is a, is an interesting thing. Fan, uh, fascinating, actually, when you look at it that way, like an end of an era in two ways. Like Ichiro uh, wasn't there at the first year of Safeco, obviously, but very, very near the uh, the beginning at that park and uh, and an institution in right field. And you can see what he meant to uh, to the baseball fans out there just by uh, uh, Yusei Kikuchi's response, who was on the side right. uh, when he came off the crying. field crying. Kikuchi could yeah. not. And and reading the reports where they talk about him, the other Japanese players talk about him as like a god, as looking down from the heavens. It's just a, it's amazing. I, and, and I think in this country, he doesn't get nearly the respect uh, that he should. And I think that's partially East Coast bias. I think if, if Ichiro Suzuki doesn't uh, play his entire career in or the majority of his career in Seattle, if he ends up, you know, in New York it, it, where he plays right field instead of a, uh, in, instead of uh, what was his name, uh, Godzilla, uh, the Matsui, yeah. who crushed the Phillies Matsui, in two thousand nine, yeah. uh, when Hideki Matsui, if they, uh, if, if he plays there instead wins a bunch of titles, there's no question that Ichiro is the greatest of all time. But that said, first ballot Hall of Famer, I would not be surprised if he gets the 100%, you know, like uh, like Mariano Rivera. I would not be surprised. There is not a blemish on uh, on Ichiro's record in any way. So, uh, so 
Absolutely. And and, to, and, and and the team right now, I mean, a lot of the, the young players on the team, they, everyone's saying best part of the Japan trip was was playing side by side with Ichiro, even though they knew it might be one of his last games. They, they knew that it was, it was important to get whatever conversations they could before before that time was up. And Tim uh, Beckham was one of the players that said, man, Ichiro was a huge role model in the short time that, that I was with him. So. So he, he he's gonna you know inspire this this future generation of Mariner fans uh, and players as well. So it's it's gonna be exciting. Well, you know that's a good transition here because uh, this uh, this Mariners team is is off like a shot. That that two game series in Japan, which you know kind of a home series for the Mariners, given that they had Ichiro and Kikuchi and uh, the Definitely. A's didn't. Uh, that was kind of a home series for them. They won both of those games uh, and and uh, rode the emotional waves of those games to a, to a quick start. They're still playing. You mentioned Beckham. Beckham is one of those guys that really is just is just killing it right now uh, for the Mariners. This is this is a great start for this team. They are they are out of the gate uh, very quickly. Seven and two, picking up their uh, their second loss uh, Friday. We're actually recording this uh, recording this on Friday, so they just today picked up their second loss in. In, in a game here in, in Chicago, uh, Chicago's home opener, kind of an ugly game, but so far this team is is one of the hottest in baseball at seven and two. Uh, Marco, are you buying in? Hey man, it's it, it's I don't know if I'm totally buying in on a playoff run or, but I'm buying in on the fun. I mean, Tim Beckham, he he's been excited to watch the last few games. Besides the three errors in the first inning today, yeah, we'll uh, get to that. He's been, yeah, he's been super exciting. We got three home runs, eight RBIs. He, he's crushing the ball all, all over the field, spreading the ball around. So uh, it's been fun to watch on that end. And then the pitching, the starting pitching is doing, doing what they got to do. So it's, it, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm all in, but this is a fun first couple of weeks of baseball for the Mariners. I, uh, I agree with you entirely. Uh, I am not, I, I'm not completely bought in that this is a team to, to go the distance. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I mean, we didn't expect much out of this year. We've talked about this before. I think they're processing. You know, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a I'm a Philly guy. I, I think this team is processing. You know, they've they've sold off the contracts. They shedded shedded the big names. They retooled with younger players and a different philosophy. They're building toward the future. They're looking at assets and draft picks. They're developing. Yeah. Uh, they're not tanking per se, but they're they're not in win now mode. Uh, and, and it's just it's it not expecting what they've done so far. Nobody's expected what they've done so far. But I'm with you, man. I don't think uh, I don't think this is a sustainable pace, if you will. But I'm buying into the fun of this team. You, I, I've been saying it for weeks. This is a, gonna be a fun team. This is the time to get on board. Don't expect them to win. I, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm, again, I'm a Philly fan, and I remember taking my cousin to games in Philly when they were awful, and I would tell him, "Look, we're going to a baseball game. Expect to have a good time. If they win, it's a bonus." Because uh, my whole life, it's basically been a bonus if the Phillies have won, you know? And they had one, <laughs> yeah. one good stretch here about 10 years ago. Uh, and the Mariners right now feel like that. Go to the park and have fun. This is a team that's going to play some fun baseball. And they are hitting the ball. There's, they're out to a quick start for, uh, uh, for, for that reason. Because of their, of, their, of their hitting and some decent starting pitching. But I don't know, man. I see cracks in this uh, going forward. And, and the big ones we saw... In that game against the White Sox today, this was, to me, this was a metaphor for their whole season. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a game with surprising offense. Uh, it was, it was a game with, uh, uh, with, with questionable at best defense, and it was a game where the bullpen let them down. And that's, that's the kind of team this is going to be all year. They're hitting way more than anyone's expected, but 
three errors by Tim Beckham, who, I mean, let's let's keep him in the lineup. The dude's bat we need, but three errors in the first yeah. inning is tough to come back from. But they Absolutely. did. It's, it's, it's been a ton of errors all week, but yeah. Yeah, but they did, and then uh, then after that, the bullpen falls apart. So this this Mariner team mm-hmm. right now, I like them better than last year's. Uh, not just you know that they're the more fun. I think they got a better shot at this. The run differentials there. You know, last year what was their run differential like two minus three, and they were still winning games because of because of Luck and Diaz. This year they're actually in in a lot better shape. They've got a, a run differential of fifteen so far this season, even with today's loss. Run differential of fifteen that puts them only behind the Phillies and the Dodgers uh, in in the majors for for when they win how much they're winning by you know the uh, the run differential mm-hmm. here so they could make a run we say Marcou all the time in baseball we said you can't win a World Series in April but you sure can lose one and and right right now they ain't losing it well for, for like you said earlier the offense has been a surprise so for me. A big reason why I'm not buying it is because I don't think it's sustainable. This whole run differential thing, uh, you know, can they keep it up? Can, will pitchers eventually figure out, uh, you know, the, their offense? Domingo Santana, he, he's been a force out there, but are they going to figure him out? Are they going to pitch differently? Are, gonna, are, are they going to figure out that Tim Beckham, you know, is becoming a blossoming player because he's finally getting the at-bats he deserves out here? Uh, you know, I, I, I question the bullpen big time, obviously, but – you know, starting pitching is not exactly the sharpest either. Besides uh, Marco, I really don't – and in Kikuchi, I don't have a lot of faith in Mike Leak. Uh, you know, Wade had a great year last year, but I really don't have a lot of faith in Wade or uh, Mike Leak coming in and, and, and Felix uh, on, on the back end of, you know, the last year of his contract. So Now, Felix, a, to it, his credit, he looked – Felix looked pretty good in his start. He didn't look great, no, but yeah, he looked absolutely. he looked like a good back end of the rotation pitcher. You know, like like a three four, not even a five, like a like a three four kind of guy. It if he oh, can ton, if he can pitch with that chip reason. on his shoulder, shit, we might be able to trade him at the trade deadline and get something useful for him. You know, tons of reasons to get excited. I mean, like you said, it, it, there was just a bunch of defensive mistakes out there. Because, but other than that, it was it's been a fun first week, man. I mean. They, they, they should be undefeated in, in a lot of ways. The, the bullpen blew it in the ninth against the Red Sox. Uh, today, it was a back and forth, but it, it was fun to watch. Um, but, you know, this team has has been in every game, so it's been fun. I want to I buy in, but I want to give it some more time, see if they continue to gel, see if this bats cool off a lot. But absolutely, man. I mean, they, you got Kikuchi today. He, he didn't even get too rattled after that uh, three-error inning. You know, it, it's, it, it's testament to – to what Dipito's done, bringing bringing those bats in and then keep it and bring Kikuchi in, uh, you know, it, it's it's impressive what they've done. But it is early, man. And last year the Mets, my team, they started the year twelve and zero, so they, they fell apart hard. So it's it's easy to get excited in April. Yeah, but you and you got to watch out. I mean, this uh, good team, but uh, right now the the spotty defense has got me. They have the the worst. They have the worst uh, a fielding percentage in in the major leagues by uh, by a pretty healthy margin. Uh, yeah, and, and they have they have the uh, the most errors by a healthy margin too. Uh, them and the Cubs pulling up the bottom of the 
of things right now. So as long as they can keep hitting, they can they can stay in games. They got a puncher's chance. And if they are able to pull their defense together, because they blew a game, the game that they blew against the Red Sox was all defense in the ninth inning. Uh, so that's yeah. a that and a three run homer though. Well, that's yeah, the bullpen <laughs> defense and the bullpen uh, giving it all up. Yeah. So hey, uh, one more note from this be uh, before we move on. Uh, this uh you. Uh, Tim Beckham for MVP. I just want to get that in there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we talk about, are you buying it in? You know, I, I talk about the processing all the time. And just a, a little bit of, the, of process lore from this. Uh, the Sixers process era began in uh, 2013. That's uh, Sam Hinkie, the, the architect of this whole thing's uh, uh, first year as GM. And that year, the Sixers shot out of the cannon. It was MCW's first year, and uh, and they shot out of the cannon and uh, and and had a great start. Uh, they won uh, their first three games. They went four and two uh, to start the season, and then they ended the season uh, nineteen and sixty three. So let's not let's not well, get too far <laughs> ahead of ourselves. That said, those seasons were the most fun I've ever had watching basketball. When uh, when that, so get on board, get down to the park, uh, get out there, and let's and let's let's watch some Mariners, man. You got to get down there. This is great stuff. Yeah, T-Mobile is doing a great job. Man, I've been down there for three games this year, and it's been a lot of fun. The crowd's been great. Felix Court was back to life uh, this past week, and I think that that helped revitalize his his game uh, this past week. So that, it's been fun. Absolutely, get to get out to the ballpark if you can. All right, so let's transition here, Marku. Let's uh, let's uh, take a a quick minute to uh, to call in our buddy, the Guru, and we'll talk a little Seahawks. So let's uh, let's hang on a second and uh, and get get our man on the line here. Guru, Guru, are you there, my man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's Guru. Oh, Marku, the man of the PNW, boy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wash, Guru. It is uh, it is good to get you back on the show here. Uh, looking for Guru, he's at Guru's Film Room. That's Guru's Film Room on Instagram. Uh, go find him there. Uh, how you doing, my man? Man, you know it. I'm living the dream, Lesho. Don't you pinch me, man. I am honored as always to be on this great, great show right here you and Mark who have going on. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. We are bringing you in, of course, to talk some Seahawks here on The Wash. It is uh, it is the big topic of the week. Uh, it is Russell Wilson making his demands known that he wants a contract extension and he wants it now. So uh, we haven't talked about this yet on the show here. So, uh, Guru, I uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna start just by asking you, uh, what do you think? What does Russ want here? You know, Les Show, it's kind of crazy. I've been watching and following Russ closely. You know, especially like his 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 basically the last couple of years, especially with his marriage situation, right? Uh, and right now, Russ is evolving. And we all know Russ is married to a megastar, correct? She's a powerful woman. Got a new album coming out. Yep, Sierra. Yeah, yep. She has, she, 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 she's a boss, put it like that. She's a successful woman, right? And Russell right now, and we all know, all three of us on this phone knows we have a partner. You know, somebody that, that basically run the shop, run the house. So <laughs> what we're seeing right here. Because Russell had a different image prior to Sierra, per se. Russell was a team guy, you know? He was more of the, I guess, a single guy at that time. So he was all about the team, all about everybody winning, all about all about Seattle, going to the children's hospital, things of that nature. 
But then again, Lestro and Marku, but then what what happened? He got involved in a relationship. He found his woman of his life, and kudos to him. Thank you. That's what every man wants. And now, when you have that woman, your decisions start becoming differently. You guys know what I'm talking about. So what I'm seeing right here, I don't know if necessarily a Russell Wilson thing, but more like it's the Russell Wilson and Sierra marriage thing. And if that's the marquee thing, Russ is changing, and it's not about the team effort. It's about Russell and what's best for him and his family. So, Guru, what do you think he's looking for here? I mean, uh, is does he want the big, big money contract? Is he looking for for Aaron Rodgers' contract? Absolutely. He's looking for two two marquee things. Russell wants to be, like you said, he's been in a, uh, in a high-profile relationship. Right now, if you look at it, Russell is one of the most underrated um, players in, uh, in football at the highest position. Russell's an elite player. When you talk about um, quarterbacks, the name should be Brady, Russell, Breeze, and Rodgers. That's what the name But what you normally see is Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers, right? You don't hear Russell. And two of, one of those issues is he's in, in the Pacific Northwest where the media coverage is not as it's intense, and it's not a high-profile media market like, say, Elon Manning in the New York Giants, who we all know stinks, but he has more marketing capabilities than, say, a market like Seattle. Yeah, and, and not even not even nearly as marketable a guy as as Russ Wilson as uh, as Russell Wilson, who is is you know a great guy as well, just a a, a charming, charismatic. Dude, who also happens to be, like you said, one of the elite uh, here. I, you know, I saw a question earlier about about paying him that the Aaron Rodgers money. Yes, you should. He is. Uh, he has. He's seven years younger. He he has uh, as many Super Bowl appearances uh, more actually than Rodgers, right? And he's got uh, this, exactly. the same number of rings. Uh, so so you think he's looking for the big money? You think he he's, he wants to be the highest paid here? Does he want to be? the man is he looking for that recognition not just not just here in seattle where you know we love him pete loves Honestly, him the fans I, love him do you think he wants the world to know like because that's the that contract announces i think i think it's more the world to know but seattle can't offer that the only thing seattle could offer him is being the highest paid player in the league seattle cannot offer him as being the world to know him that's another market that's the major market that's the san Fran. that's the la that's the Chicago, you know, that's the, the New York. So he's not going to get that situation. So basically his leverage is, yes, I want to get paid the highest, which um, Seattle can offer him, which he do deserve. Don't get it wrong. He deserves all of that money plus more. But at the end of the day, I think Russell wants to be what he does, what he is, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in football behind Tom Brady. So are you saying are you saying that that the Seahawks can't give him like do you think that he's forcing their hand with this this whole like April fifteenth I got a year out you know kind of deal April fifteenth by the way that deadline not just tax day that is uh, that is when workouts can start for teams that don't have new head coaches uh, that's the uh, if you've got if you retained your head coach your first workouts can be uh, can be April fifteenth which is is I guess why he set that date because Pete's not going anywhere. I, I, Man, I don't think, yeah, I don't think this bitch, you know, I think he's more looking at that tax than anything else. So he's like, how much tax do I got to pay? Because 
that will fall on this year's tax plan. You know, if you get paid out money, you know. <laughs> well, well, what is you know? What, and I guess the question then is, will Seattle pay him? They should. We've established that. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. they'll give him what he wants. So then. Is he trying to get out? Like, is he trying to do something where he's like, "Hey, man, I gave him a chance, and we didn't make, we didn't, weren't able to negotiate." Do you think he's looking to get out of Seattle? And this is not like I just want to emphasize this, Lester and Marco and everybody out there. This is not a Russell Wilson thing. This is a Sierra and Russell Wilson uh, decision making, and because they're a high profile couple. They have to live the high-profile life because that is what they are. So Seattle can't give them the high-profile life. That's why you see him, if you watch his Instagram or his social media, Russell is always somewhere else. Either he was in Brazil when I saw him last time. He's just traveling. He's not too, he don't spend that much time here off the season. This is not that. This is not his, his marquee place. This is not a high-profile market for him. Yeah, well, now, Guru, it's because 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 uh, Russell wants to set that date, like uh, then that, that's what makes you question that whole narrative. It's like I, I get it. Sierra has the power now. She she's 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 you know the wife now. You know, makes makes him think of it completely differently. But but you know, with this deadline, it's just so it's so interesting to me because like I, I feel like you know. Is he trying to do this so it doesn't create a distraction for the season? Is he just trying to get this settled ASAP? Or because, like, you know, no, him, I, say, him saying this, like, sounds like, hey, let's get this deal done right away so we don't have to have a distraction. Because he could have said nothing. And then, you know, this, this would have been a less of a conversation throughout the season. And now, if we pass this deadline without a deal, it's going to be a whirlwind. It's going to be crazy. Right. The rest of the season's oh, crazy I, if he doesn't sign. Yeah, if, if we don't sign him by by that deadline, like what, what happens then? Like, rumor uh, mill. Uh, it's all yeah, rumors yeah, all yeah, the time. You're not nobody's talking about out. anything except where's Russ going. That's yeah, exactly I, what I'm yeah, getting yeah, at. Yeah, Fellas, that's sports, what we put we put out a tweet on on April Fools joking that you know Russell got traded, but is this going to actually happen? Like what, what? What? Like you know, is that, is that actually a thing? Like that, that's why I'm worried about the deadline. That's my question. I think this is a Sierra decision. I think this is when they lay down at night. This is the wife saying, hey, this is what we have to do. And for them to do that, they cannot accomplish some of those deeds in on Seattle. So we all know what Russell is doing the April 15th. He's trying to flex his muscle. So this is basically a trade request. He's not going to make a trade request. Because it basically is. Well, no, like, that's, if, that's if don't, yeah, that's just it. If if, if, if they if don't have this deal no done, what he wants to leave Seattle. If they're saying no, that no matter why he wants to leave Seattle, then it's basically so, a trade request. I'm I'm seeing Russell going to play out this year. He's giving uh-huh. that up from what I saw. He's giving April 15 as much as as far. Hey, if you guys want to, this is the time frame we have to communicate as far as the extension. So after right. the deadline, I don't want to talk about extension until after the season, more than likely. I think that's right. what more the focus is. It's like, why would you? Why would you even say that? Because I feel like if there is no, no deal by the deadline, the season's just going to be a, a total. You know, it's going to be. It's a shit show, awful. is what it's, it is. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be. You know, there's going to be a ton of what's it called? Uh, media hype around oh, it. Oh God, it's it's, it's, it's rumors be, every week yeah, on, it's, every, it's gonna, it's on, on every on every on every yeah that, every look channel. At relationship. Look at the relationship Russell Wilson is in now. He has mm-hmm. it. It's all about limelight. It's all about rumorville. It's all about being in the headlines. That is a part of the relationship he's in right now. And that's part of it because he knows mm-hmm. it. This is strategy. Like, I'm looking right. at it at the higher level. This is exactly what they want. 
because this would cause everybody in the media outlet to focus on exactly Russell, which is eventually what they want as Sierra Russell, that power couple. Right. No, I, I just hope that as, as a Mets fan, I, I hope I hope that this situation turns out kind of like how Degrom set set it up with the Mets. He was like, "Hey, I want this deal done before the season's you know done, so start, so we don't have to worry about it. Just kind of like get this off our plate." But if he's looking to leave, that, that's 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 very that's fascinating. I think he stays. Is, I, I think, I think, think he stays. I think the way to solve all this exactly what the um, the 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 Angels did with Mike Trout. Just solve it. Just give this man the most money. And then now Seattle has leverage. Trout's in LA. Yeah, so Seattle have the leverage now. Just give him the most money. Okay, Russell, do you really want the money, or do you want to be in a, a, a big market? So now mm-hmm. the ball is in Russell's court. See, and I think Seattle is is both. I know it's not the market New York is. I know it's not the market LA is, but. It's a big, it's a big market, and it's got a music scene and a music market. You can make music no, here in Seattle. There's, you can't. No, not, not, not the type of music, Sierra. Not that. Type it is, of it is different <laughs> in that. I agree with That's you. Fair. It's different in that, in that respect. But I think, yes. I think if you're going to play this, you got to play it smart, like like Brady does with his high power supermodel wife, where she makes a ton of money and he stays, you know, in the outskirts of Boston because well, it's market. Boston. Look at the market. No, Brady it's, it's Boston. Look at the market. I would rather be in Seattle than Boston, but I think uh, I think well, that I think the the thing here is I think you're right. I think Seattle backs up a truck. I think they give him whatever he wants, uh, and I think that I, I think that he you know if Kirk Cousins can make eighty four million guaranteed in in Minnesota, good lord, Russell Wilson could have the Space Needle if he wanted it. It's it's I know uh, right. That's what I I agree, man. Uh, I, I so just around the table, what, what do you think? Does Russell Wilson finish his career as a Seahawk? I say yes. Guru? I know. I think as long as see as long as Russell Wilson is in a high profile relationship, I don't see him staying in Seattle. High profile relationship needs to be in a high profile market. That's just what it is. See, you don't have a high profile relationship in Boise, Idaho. You don't have a high profile relationship <laughs> in Seattle, Washington. But this isn't Boise, Idaho. Come on, man. Hey, no, it's a big on. town. Hey, put like this. Don't don't the state of Washington touch Boise or Idaho or something or Montana or either way. You can see it from here. close enough. That's my East Coast coming out. All right, I'm uh, saying all right. here. I'm saying that these East Coast. Either way, uh, I'm I think the Russell Wilson will leave. As long as with Sierra, he will be in a bigger market, and he won't be Seattle. I'm going to split the difference. I'm saying that he uh, he definitely gets this contract extension here in Seattle. They back up the truck. Russ Wilson stays in Seattle. He plays here on his next contract. That said, I don't know if he finishes his career in Seattle. He may be one of those guys like you know like Joe Montana that we saw end up playing with the Chiefs for a couple years. You know, like ends up <laughs> yeah. ends up going to play for the Jets at the end of his career for a couple years. Ends up going to play for the Giants for a couple years. But I think uh, I think this gets done, and I think it gets done before the 15th because i think both sides i think i think as soon as russ said you know april 15th i think there hasn't nobody slept in renton uh, at, at seahawks <laughs> uh, at, at seahawks headquarters since he said that and they are just they're seeing how many zeros they can fit on a check that's what's happening right now in Renton. how many zeros can we fit on this check guys because russ needs all of them all of the zeros for russ exactly Hey, the beautiful thing is they're built for that because they have nobody else that's really worth that much money on the team left other than Frank Clark and um, 
Bobby Wagner. And that is my big hey, worry, man, that, actually, because they're going to give Russ all the money, and then they've got nothing to exactly, build around not, him with. He needs to take a Brady contract <laughs> wherever he goes. If right. he wants to win, take it. You you got a superpower wife. You got you got a, a pop star wife. Just right. back off a little. Just just the just, Packers, man. They gave they gave Aaron that contract, and then they had to take away every piece around him. Just, they got nobody to play with. Mess. I hear you, man. I tell you, I don't know about you guys, but you know how, how, how hard it is for a woman to fly from uh, the Seattle all the way to New York, you know, just to go do a show. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And oh, you thanks. know who gets to hear that? We all, we don't want to hear that. We all been that man. We don't want to hear that. And if you got to hear that every time she wakes up, I told you because you signed with Seattle. I got a real. I got a real. I got a real simple solution. Uh, move to the New York area. It, it's lovely. Get yourself a nice place in Connecticut, somewhere out in the Hamptons, maybe uh, maybe in North Jersey, maybe maybe uh, you know up in uh, up in Rockland County, somewhere up in that area. But uh, but then commute to Seattle. It's not that long a flight, Russ. You can uh, you can get a place out here. They got they got good condos in Seattle that you can stay in for a couple uh, a couple of weeks at a time. Uh, yeah, we fine. can make it work, Russ. We'll make yeah. it work. We can we'll make, make it work. work. Don't leave, bro. Let's go to the Jets. All right, Guru, we thank you uh, for joining us here. Don't you go to the Jets. Uh, look at you. Now I said that. You're all excited. Uh, Guru, thank you for uh, joining us here on The Wash. As always, if you want to find Guru, you can find him uh, with me on Trash Talk Radio, everywhere podcasts are found. You can find the Guru on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room on Instagram is just his thoughts. Guru, my man, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, fellas. You guys have a good thank one. Thank you, Guru. All right, Marku, now that we got that out of the way, uh, we talked to Mariners, we talked to Seahawks. Let's look back for a second here because the other big story that we missed uh, was last weekend when uh, Gonzaga uh, fell to Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, 75-69. You know, they say, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, fool me 14 times, uh, you're Gonzaga. Uh, I, I saw that. Somebody tweeted that out. I don't remember who. Uh, That's incredible. It's a great, uh, at least you're not taking the credit for that. That's I'm hilarious. not. It's not my joke. I, I wish it was. It's brilliant. But, uh, but you know, there's something to be said here. Uh, Gonzaga falls to, uh, to Texas Tech, 75-69. And this was... This was not a pretty game for the Bulldogs. Uh, the Texas Tech defense just smothered them here. They had the D- Tech had uh, seven block shots, nine steals, and they forced sixteen turnovers. Gonzaga had like like yeah, eighteen or twenty in total, but they had sixteen that were forced uh, by Texas Tech. Uh, the Gonzaga shot forty two percent, which is well below uh, their average. And even decent games by uh, by Clark and uh, and Hachimura didn't uh, weren't able to pull this one around. They were up at and above right. their their averages and points and rebounds and everything, but uh, not a pretty game on this one, Marco. Not at all. I mean, like Mark Few said, uh, he said after the game, it's real. That defense is real. Like they they go at it. Texas Tech has the best defense in the country. They uh, they're shocking me, man. I did not expect them to get this far. And, no, of course not, especially up, after last year losing Zaire Smith, you know? Absolutely, yeah. and It's concerning, man. It's frustrating because this was the year we got Senior Perkins uh, at the helm, you know, leading the guard spot. And he and he had a big blunder at the end of the game, getting a technical foul, which kind of ruined any chance of finalizing that comeback. But And then we, we had Rui, who's probably going to get drafted, and Brandon Clark, who's also probably going to get drafted. They're going to be top 10 draft picks. And it's just – it leaves Gonzaga fans – Asking what if, man, and like it's it's, it's very frustrating because because this whole squad leaving, Mark Hughes to be left with you know 
not the strongest recruiting class. He's still a great coach, and he's going to probably make one of those kids shine. But but it's been it doesn't matter how good you can tough. recruit. You know, you want to be in Eastern Washington, or do you want to be at UCLA? You know, exactly. I mean, I mean, he gets like like I said, he gets lucky. He develops these players. Brent Clark's is like you know, he's a fast. He's 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 not a freshman. He's not like he's one and done player. It's it's not the type of school that Gonzaga is. So. I mean, Brandon Clark's a senior. Ruby's a sophomore. I mean, uh, also, I mean, they're both juniors. Excuse me, but it's just it's just interesting because next year is going to be totally different, especially with Perkins, who who, who played in the national championship game four years ago. It, it's just going to be very different. So, what do you think here? Is this a team that uh, that can bounce back, or is it just? It, it, I mean, they've been. They've been to the tournament now uh, a bajillion times. They've made the uh, the, sweet... make the tournament. They, oh, obviously, yeah, but they made the. Are we, are we <laughs> looking at them as a, a threat? You know, they made the Sweet Sixteen for the past uh, what, like uh, five years? Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, five years. They they were uh, in the Elite Eight, uh, 2015, 17, and nineteen. Uh, they made the Final Four in seventeen, and they were the you know they lost the championship uh, that year, uh, but. Is is this? Are we looking at at the end of the run here, or what? Are, what are we thinking? It feels like it for me. It feels like it big time. I mean, it's it just this class was too year. good, you know. If they couldn't do it this year, good. absolutely, absolutely. But but you know, you, you never count out Mark Few. That's that's the benefit that Gonzaga will will have going forward. But definitely very disappointing. Um, the second half was just not the way they would needed to go. And and like I said, Perkins had that technical foul where he touched the ball. You know when it was still in bounds, when the guy was trying to get it in, so and that that led to the technical and it, and and the ball back. So tough, tough break, tough, tough loss. But what are you gonna do? It's all, it's all, it's over. You know, Washington State basketball, this, the college basketball, the season's done. After Gonzaga, that, that was it. Washington, uh, Washington State didn't make the tournament. Seattle, you didn't make the tournament. Eastern Washington didn't make the tournament. Uh, the dogs got bounced pretty early, so that's it. But there is a there is a little bit of of UW news here. Uh, while we're on the subject, before we uh, before we move on, we're gonna do a little a little wrap up here with the other things we're going on. But while we're on while we're on this topic, uh, just a little bit of UW news uh, right here is that Jalen Noel declares for the uh, the NBA draft. So another another one gone from uh, from the ranks of uh, of here in in Washington State onto uh, onto bigger and better things. This is a loss yeah, for no, this no team, man. No was a big loss for the team. I mean, he was a Pac-12 Player of the Year last year. Uh, he's, you know, he's a junior, so so uh, he's a sophomore. So folks expected him to potentially, you know, go out because he's he's such a great scorer and can create space. But but yeah, no, just another big loss. They they lost three important seniors or four seniors uh, at the end of the season. So losing him is just gonna be tough. But and for me, the dogs have a lot to look forward to still because they have a great recruiting class. Uh, it's, it's almost more exciting. To, to, to get behind the dogs next year than, than the other dogs, the Bulldogs, because because of, of Isaiah Stewart who's coming in and the potential of Jaden McDaniels, who still hasn't made a pick uh, to come to play at play Monlake. All right, so we'll see where this goes uh, next year, uh, but uh, but a disappointing loss for the uh, for the Bulldogs and uh, uh, to end the uh, the basketball season here in Washington, but. When one season ends, another one begins, as we all know here in sports. So let's uh, let's talk about the other two seasons that have started up here. We spent a lot of time on the uh, on the Mariners, uh, but uh, I do want to touch on a couple of the others here. the uh, The Seattle Sounders have started their season again, a uh, very hot. They uh, they've started their season three zero and one. This team looks pretty good here in the early play. 
yeah, they're having a lot of fun. Three game win streak to start the season, tied it up in Vancouver in a tough environment. Uh, tomorrow they play against, I believe, Salt Lake. I, I believe in that. Yep, Real Salt Lake at home at Century Link. Uh, both of us will be there. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. I, I, I'm just forgetting. Yeah, Salt Lake. Yeah, so that's who they're playing. I, hopefully, we keep that winning streak going at home. Um, they, they, the first two games of the season were at home, so looking to keep that alive. We haven't played at home in about a month, so excited to be back. Back on the road after this uh, Wednesday against Colorado. Uh, the season rolls on for the Sounders, but uh, but see them when you can. Fun time at CenturyLink Field. I look I look forward to this game. Been uh, been a while since I've been to a Sounders game, so uh, excited to get out there for that. Hey, speaking of uh, excited and uh, and going to games. The Seattle Sea Wolves, uh, the uh, the rugby league, the Major League Rugby 2018 champion Seattle Sea Wolves, uh, set a, an attendance record for them down at Starfire. This is games they they're always sold out, they're always packed, but they found a way to jam more people into the stadium. Uh, Marku, you've been to a couple of these. This is a, another exciting environment to get down to. Unfortunately, the game didn't go as well. Yeah. Oh man. First of all. Get to Star, Starfire as soon as you can. The season, there's not too many home games left, so make sure you get out there. It's an incredible environment. Outdoor, uh, packed, standing room. Everyone's just having fun. Great place to be. But, yeah, the games did not go their way. They Good luck San Diego. usually. Yeah, they, usually it's a, it's, a, it's a win at Starfire, but this time around they played a tough San Diego team, a team they lost to earlier this season on the road. Um, they, are leading the, they are leading the MLR right now, so – Tough team. They really hope to get the win there, but they, they they didn't they didn't come through in front of the big crowd. No, made a run there at the end, uh, but couldn't uh, couldn't quite pull it out. Uh, with uh, uh, they got they got to it to within twenty eight twenty two, which was the final score with eight minutes left to go, uh, and still could not could not quite get down there for another another score before uh, before the game ended on him. So uh, yeah, but on on, on a pl- positive note, uh, the Seawolves did play tonight in Utah and they came out with the win. Uh, it was a high scoring game, 48 to 36. Uh, so that was a good way, good way for them to bounce back. They're, they're six and three in the season, still in a playoff spot. Um, the, the team's looking good. The, the level of competition stepped up this year, which is why they have uh, more losses now than they've had all of last season. But uh, it, it definitely a team to look forward to. And, and it's still very solid. Yeah. I'm still hanging out uh, in, uh, in playoff position, uh, uh, right now the uh the seawolf so get get down to starfire while you can uh they got a, another game coming up here this week it's actually not at home they're uh they, they their next game is at houston next week and then they come back uh i think it's like easter weekend like the the 21st maybe it's the weekend after maybe it's the 27th is is when they mm-hmm. when they come back let's see uh next uh next one at home is no it's sunday april 21st easter sunday at uh, at 7 p.m they take on uh nola gold and uh, so, uh, so come on out and see the Sea Wolves. Good time down there for that. All right. Nola's a good team, so that's gonna be a great game to come out to. So definitely come be loud. What else? Uh, what else do we got here on the rundown? We got a few things to hit uh, that I'm talking about. The uh, the Tacoma Defiance, as we're talking soccer, they have uh, they have started uh, their season off. Yes, Tacoma Defiance are two zero and three this uh, this season so far. This past week they lost to New Mexico United uh, two to one. And they and this past Monday they beat uh, Sacramento Sacramento Republic FC uh, two to one. And this week they play Orange County FC. So it's the first season of the Code Defiance before they were the Sounders to uh, you know the playing down at Cheney know, Stadium, team. right? 
yeah, Cheney Stadium. Uh, it's, it's a great place to, to come. They have two dollar beers for most of the home games, so definitely get out there. And uh, and the best logo in Seattle, that Tacoma Defiance logo, is is just fantastic. All of them, all three of them, I love them. They're great. I lived in Tacoma for a couple of years when I first moved out here, and that is uh that is I love it. I wish I I I, I got to get some of that gear. That is that is the best gear in the area right now. Speaking of uh, Tacoma and Cheney uh, Stadium. Yeah. Rainier season yep. is starting up as well. They uh, they started off with a loss uh, in Sacramento. They are opening on the road. Uh, they get uh, they get back here soon enough though, and uh, and make sure you go see the Tacoma Rainiers down there at Cheney Stadium as well. Yeah, Tacoma Tacoma lost last night on a walk off uh, against Sacramento. They're playing them right now. It's six to five in the bottom of the seventh. So hopefully they get they they get the first one of the season. Go Rainiers. When do uh, when do they get back? Do you know when they get back here to to open the season? I'm having trouble finding that at the moment. They are getting back. Let me see. I'm pulling up the calendar right now. They play on Tuesday against ELP. I'm not, I'm not really sure who that is, but that is the uh, the home opener is a uh, Tuesday down there at Cheney Stadium. So uh, so make your way uh, down to Cheney. Uh, see that baseball as well. Eventually, those kids are going to find their way. Uh, up to uh, up to Seattle. That is El Paso is who they're playing on Tuesday. Tuesday against El Paso at Cheney Stadium. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do a quick couple of college hits here as as well. Uh, tough week for uh, UW baseball. Swept in a four game series against Oregon State at home. They got uh, they got Arizona on the road. Uh, they're now fourteen and nine on the year. They're in the Pac twelve. Uh, still uh, still alive. Still playing. Still doing well. Uh, Wazoo baseball on the other hand, seven and twenty. Also a tough week. Swept out in their four game season against Stanford. Uh, and uh, but they uh, they beat Gonzaga at home Tuesday night, so they got that going for them. Three game series this weekend against Cal. Uh, speaking of baseball, Gonzaga baseball. Uh, the Zags have won uh, two out of three games uh, against San Diego at home this week. They are twelve and thirteen uh, before, of course, losing to the Cougs, which I I, I just mentioned. And uh, and uh, they uh, they play a three game series this weekend against Pacific. So so get out there, baseball season in full swing. Uh, and uh, with that, we're out of time here on The Wash. Marku, my man, it is good to talk to you as always. Uh, if you want to find Marku, you find him on Twitter at Seattle's Sports. That's Seattle's Sports, Seattle S Sports, uh, uh, on there on Twitter. He keeps up on everything. He's going to the games. You can sure you can see uh, videos of us at the game on Saturday on when we're there. If you're looking for me, Lestro, you can find me every week on Trash Talk Radio at TrashTalkRadio.com and on Twitter at More or Lestro. That's More or Lestro on Twitter. It's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Marku, I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Lestro. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, everyone.